Welcome to the One Player Podcast, the show on solitaire board games. I'm your host, Albert, and this is episode 187. We are now officially over the hill. Thank you, Julius. <laughs> and we are not over the hill because we have a hill with us. We have Travis Hill. Woo! Hello. Hello, everyone. <laughs> How are you doing, Travis? It's been a while since we've talked. I'm I'm doing I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Thanks. It's it's been thanks for having me on. Most definitely, it's been uh, it's been fun. I've I've done a couple of, like random shows recently, and um, it's it's been fun like sitting in front of a microphone for a little bit again. Yeah, it, yeah. We took a break too, and uh, it's nice to be back on. Just in case our listeners don't remember and know of you, Travis, you mentioned being back in front of a microphone. Where have you been in the past? <laughs> um, I, for about five and a half years, I um, was one of the co-hosts of Low Player Count. We were a podcast that talked about one and two player board games. Um, it seems like y'all and us were really the only ones who were doing it at the time. And so um, <clears throat> that's why we were doing it, right? And so, yeah, mm-hmm. we, we shut down shop. Um, almost two years ago now um but it's been you know it's been it's been fun it's, it was it was a good ride and it was time to it's time to close up for the time being though so mm-hmm. that's me yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's how, that's how it goes yeah your show was well loved too I, I know people still talk about it all the time um because it's just Thanks. a lot of fun hearing folks talk about playing games and, and just uh having some banter going back and forth <laughs> oh we could banter <laughs> <laughs> All right, so today we're going to try and banter. I'm ne- I've never been good at banter, honestly. I, I'm not a banterist. Um, but we're, so we're going to talk about solo RPGs anyway, because at least in part, Travis has designed a few solo RPGs himself and uh, published them via Kickstarter, mm-hmm. specifically journaling. Well, not necessarily journaling RPGs, but yes, it definitely includes that. Yeah. So let's let's mention the things you've made. You've that I know of anyway. You made a. Our innermost thoughts, which you released in the summer of this year, and it is a little zine uh-huh. of with a like five or six games in it. Uh, yeah, yeah, five, five kind of small, uh, small, predominantly solo games. Yeah, I call it six because there's also the bookmarker that was even a game in itself. There is the bookmark. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. Mm-hmm. Um, so you did that. That was in mm-hmm. the summer, and it's. You called it experiences. You didn't really call it games necessarily. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense because these, these games, when you read the rules, they don't, they're role-playing games because you're, you're taking on a role and you're playing through it. But it's not a role-playing game in the traditional RPG sense. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not like D&D where everybody has a character and fights monsters. This is really a game about, well, introspection, I guess. And, and yeah, yeah. I um I I did not I, I did not grow up in a traditional role playing game household. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, I've I've never played anything. Uh, I've never played D anD D anything whatsoever. Um, and so because of that, I kind of came at it from a very different uh, very different background. Right, I came at mm. I came at RPG design from someone who has some minimal experience with kind of some of the one-shot quirky RPGs that friends were putting out and that people I were following on like Twitter and on Facebook and I would just kind of see out there they were putting out these these games but they weren't ever really games in the sense of you're going and 
you know, you're going on a quest and you're fighting a dragon and you're trying to, you know, meet some specific objectives. It was never anything mm-hmm. like that. It was always this kind of a, it was always this kind of really interesting um, experience that people were having. And so because of that, I started playing around with the idea of what if I started, what if I was, I made not games, but more, more experiences, right? Things that are more introspective things that kind of pull you out into the world or um, have you interact with the world in a different way. Um, And that was really kind of the impetus for it. Um, And that happened in, that happened over summer and all of this was very much fueled by, by COVID and um, being, being an educator during COVID times has been exceptionally stressful. Um, And so having summer off to kind of decompress and it was a, it was a good time to be creative and do some fun things. Mm Yeah. These, they, they, I'm not sure what I'm trying to say. They really seem like, like they're almost, a therapy tool even you know they're, they're a chance to sit mm-hmm. down and separate yourself from, from yourself for an hour or half i think some the fastest ones might be like a half hour game or something even mm-hmm. yeah or even less. even even less yeah so to give to give people an idea um in our innermost thoughts there are um there are five different experiences is what i called them uh, six if you count this bookmark that Emma Larkins, um, I hired her to to produce, and it's a, it's a it's a fun little fun little micro RPG. Um, but to give people an idea, there is uh, there's one uh, there's one experience called Lost Nature, and the idea is that uh, that humanity has displaced so much nature, and so the uh, how you actually play this or participate in this experience is you go on a walk. Um, you find a random piece of nature that is lying around that looks like it is out of place. It could be uh, a rock, it could be a fallen leaf. And the idea is that you're to return it back to where it was supposed to come from. Um, and you do so on your walk. And there are just, you know, there are questions that you answer as you go. There are, um, there, there's a little bit of interaction, right? So, I mean, you, you walk around with a coin and you flip a coin and you answer some questions either by writing them down or whatever it is that you want to do. Um, and so they're, they're more, they're more introspective and they're more experiential as opposed to once again, sitting down, writing up some ideas, rolling on a table chart, and then just see what happens, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like this, and that game specifically. I like that the you're able to go out and walk around in a park or somewhere and do something. It, it gives you a reason to go out and, mm-hmm. and to go. Just it's pretty neat. Okay, so that's one of the games you've published. One of the well, one of the things you published. It's not a game. It's a bunch of games. <laughs> um, and then the other one is Portal at Hill House, which is you published. I guess you're still in the middle of shipping that and dealing with that stuff. Oh no, I'm done. I'm done. That was. Oh, you done? Okay. Yeah, yeah. That was. I, I was able to finalize all that stuff up over over Thanksgiving. Oh, nice. Okay. Fortunately. Well, congratulations then. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. And so, so this is a tradi- which is strange calling traditional, but it's a traditional journaling RPG, at least in my mind. In that you know you use a deck of cards to drive the events that happen, mm-hmm. and from those cards you're drawing, you're writing what happens to you as as a character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 
We'll add nothing. What, what else do you want to say? <laughs> oh yeah, sure. So, um, so what, what's what's funny about it is that in the anthology over the summer, Aaronimo's thoughts, there was a game um, in there called Letters from a Bookbinder that mm-hmm. I wrote, and it was it was the idea that you're an old bookbinder and you are coming across all these stories and your um your your try and you're sharing them with your friend and so you're writing these letters about all these stories and and in these kind of solo journaling um rpgs that have been really uh really um pervasive lately in a good way they've just been kind of a thing that a lot of people have been really interested in and making um Whenever it comes to the solo journaling games, um, you have your deck of cards and um, and typically a die, and uh, and you're journaling out things that you're doing. You know, um, a lot of times you have your deck of cards and you um, each suit represents something else, um, and every number of every individual suit um, refers to something. And so, in letters from a bookbinder, what happened was that um, every um, every suit and every number related to a different part of a story, right? So whether it was an action story or a romance story, uh, what were some of the thematic and the plot elements that you had to kind of like write a synopsis? Well, I took that and I wanted to do another iteration of it. And I'm a big fan of horror everything. Um, I, and I'm a really big fan of like cosmic existential dread type of horror right that kind of like haunting it hill house type of horror to where it's just kind of mm-hmm. there in the background and you're like ooh, ooh, there's a thing going on you know um and so i thought it was also timely because we were coming up on halloween um and i started talking to my wife about it and um she was she's not a horror person at all but she got really interested in the process behind it because she saw me do all of it over summer and she's seen me do you know board game and game stuff for a long time now but she's never really jumped in but i asked her she she is great whenever it comes to graphic design um and so i said hey would you be interested in doing the graphic design for this and we'll just split profits i will hire you on you know um and so it was way fun because she did the graphic design for it and then she also did um she did some of like the more ancillary materials and some of the other like modules and stuff the different variations of gameplay like like she and I, we worked together to to co-design this uh, this this RPG zine about cosmic house horror is what it was, and so it was really it was really neat to see, like for both of us to work together on a project, um, and it came about just very quickly. Um, it, most of it was actually written over summer. Um, and then we just kind of, you know, we waited until the year started and kind of got comfortable in the school year, as comfortable as you can be. Um, and then we just we just started going, you know. Um, and in the Portland Hill House, what ends up happening is that um, you come across this house, and we call it Hill House, obviously, because our last names are Hill. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you know, let's just be honest here. And there were actually a couple of backers that didn't um, – <laughs> I <laughs> didn't realize that, which is rather humorous, honestly. Um, I mean, how and did so you learn we, that they didn't um, realize it? 
How did what? I'm sorry. How did you learn that they didn't realize it? Oh, because they uh, there was one uh, there was one guy that that made a um, he made a comment on the Kickstarter like he had backed it. It was you know like update number three or whatever, and I said you know I I signed it off with my wife and I always, and it was just thanks from the hills. And then there is this comment that he had this realization of like oh <laughs> okay. <laughs> I get it now. <laughs> I'm like, like we're. I mean, yeah, we're fans of of the stuff, but it's like it's also our last name. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I, I assume that first it was based on the story. The uh, was it the haunting of Hill House, mm-hmm. and it seems like it kind of could be, but it isn't. And and then there's the name, and yeah. it all just ties nicely together. I mean, it's Literally. ambiguous. People can, yeah. And it's whatever you want to be exactly right you can you can you could write it that way if you really truly wanted to you know um but yeah and so just kind of creating trying to find unique situations um and unique perspectives whenever it comes to rpg design um especially for solo journaling rpgs because you want them there are a lot of them and there are a lot of them that are coming out and i see a lot of rpg designers that are that are still writing a lot a, a ton of them um and so part of me wants to go, oh, this is great. Let's continue making these. But then part of me is like, well, I've already done a couple. I have successfully published a couple of these. Let, let's let's not jump on this. Let's move into something else instead now. Um, I don't know what that is necessarily, but it just kind of, you know, changing, shifting gears a little bit, I guess. Gotcha. Yeah. There, there are a lot of them. How do you how do you find them? I know that you could find a bunch in itch.io. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there any other place to look? Um, yeah, I mean, you. I see a lot of them on itch, so I kind of jumped down the, um, I kind of jumped down the um, the itch.io rabbit hole that uh, that mm-hmm. somebody will publish something, someone will say something on Twitter, and then I'll follow it off of Twitter and go, oh, okay, this this leads to this, and then next thing I know, it's you know, it's here are 30 solo journaling RPGs. And I was like, oh, cool. All right. All right. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of how I do the same thing. I just kind of, I scroll through itch and then I, people retweet people and all, you know, just kind of that stuff. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we should mention you have an itch.io page. So if somebody is actually wants to get your games, they could go there and, and find them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can find PDFs of everything that I've ever done. Um, it's I, the moniker is press pot games. That's what I call just, mm-hmm. and I guess, I guess I should stop saying that it's just a small thing because it's actually turning into like a legitimate thing. You know, I, oh, it yeah. was, it was one of those that whenever I first started making this stuff a couple of years back, I was like, Oh, I just kind of need a, a fun little, a fun little thing. But yeah, now, now it's like, Oh, I'm running Kickstarters that are doing well and I'm publishing things like to give you an idea, you know, we, this last Kickstarter campaign, we sent out over 1,200 zines, and so that's a that's a lot of printed material that got shipped out. And so, um, yeah, and so it's like you know that the company is Presspot Games, um, is what it is. So you can just do a search for that on Itch, uh, or just Presspot Games, and you can mm-hmm. find us. By the way, that's a weird name for a, uh, an imprint. Why did you pick that one out of casting? <clears throat> Presspot Games because. Yes. Um, because press pot is the other name for a French press for coffee. Um, and so press pot games is because I am enamored with coffee and I spend a lot of times with it. So, um, yeah. 
that's that's it. So coffee is a nice bonus for when you're designing games, eh? It it, it is, and what's funny about it is, um, I just had I um, Jordan Draper, the the game designer. I asked him, I was like, hey, because he does like graphic design stuff, and a couple years back, I was like, hey, do you think you could like draw up a logo for me of some sorts? And he was like, sure. And so we, we kind of shot some names back and forth. And I was like, why don't you make like a, like a, like a press pot, a French press. And he went, Oh, okay. And then he just drew up this thing, you know, in 10 minutes and sent it to me. And I was like, perfect. Thanks friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like, I like the logo. It's in the books and, and I quite like how it came out. <laughs> Thanks. It's also it, really it, easy to make stickers of, which is what I, <laughs> which is what mm-hmm. I do a lot of. So yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So, okay. So, you have now made a couple of these games, um, and you've mentioned they're all over the place. So it seems like they're pretty darn easy to to make. It's it's it sounds like it took some effort. It, it wasn't like just you know go to bed and you wake up and it's done. But <laughs> but anybody could do this. It sounds like oh in, entirely. I mean, <clears throat> I think I think what I've really enjoyed about RPG design because once again, I don't come from an RPG background and. excuse me i don't come from an rpg background and so you can some people could probably tell (laughs) but um but more people will probably just look at it and go oh hey you know this is this is unique and it's different and it's interesting and so um i've since i don't come from that background for me it's it's been really nice because it lets me explore creativity in uh in a different setting uh, whatever. And so what I've enjoyed about say like solo journaling is that it gives you a format. Um, it tells you, it kind of gives you that basic structure of this is what your game is going to look like. Um, this is, these are kind of the, it, these are the mechanisms, right? So if you're, if you're sitting down and you want to be, you want to be a game designer, you decide, well, do I want to do hand management? Do I want to have multi-use cards? You know, um, do I want to have engine building? What is it? Right. Uh, what is it that I want in this game design? Um, and then you kind of piece things together and you tie it together thematically sometimes and you make the whole thing work out. Um, but with, and with RPG design, it's, it's a lot of the same stuff, right? So you have a system, um, you have a system of solo journaling. So you have some cards and you're writing down some stuff about whatever you flip some cards. Now, for you, what really happens is you sit there and decide, well, what do I want it to be? Um, and so Portal at Hill House was all about um, was all about room exploration. And I thought, hey, what if I made a horror version of this? And I had just um, I had just watched that Nicolas Cage movie, um, Color Out of Space, based off of mm-hmm. that old Lovecraft story. And so I um, and so I had this idea of like like in between that and I rewatched Haunting of Hill House over summer. Um, so between those couple of things, I was like, oh, what if I did, what if, what if there was, what if it was house-based? Um, and so in, in Portal at Hill House, you actually sketch out, you diagram out a house, like a floor plan. Um, or you, or there are a couple that are given in the zine, um, or you can find one online, or you can sketch it out yourself. And, and it's not, and it's really only to build thematic plot, right? It is not, um, it's not like, each room necessarily does something different per se, but it's you go into a space and then you reveal some cards and based off of what the cards say, you interact in that room somehow. 
um, and hope that the idea is that you're trying to find these artifacts to close the portal um, and the artifacts correlate to specific cards and stuff like that. So um, it's been it's it's neat, mm-hmm. though, because um, because just kind of the mechanism of the game is there already you already know what you're going to do and so because of that i think that's why it's been um it's been so so proliferate lately is because so many people are finding oh this is an easy thing to do i just want to make my own unique spin on it um it makes something kind of fun and interesting and then plus with rpgs you can you know you can type it up in a word document and you can publish it if you really really wanted to um and mm-hmm. so it makes it kind of has that it removes the entire barrier of uh pre-production and proof copies and um getting things printed within the united states versus china and shipped over on a on a Oh, yeah. freight and all that other stuff yeah it, it removes all of that which is just totally new and weird to me that i can just kind of do everything in-house and then be done with it yeah that that is kind of neat a nice one shot there so wait if, if somebody's making a game like this from is your experience is it is the process of making this game and coming up with the the theme and all that was it like writing a story it almost seems like the game itself is a story mm-hmm. and, and and the published game is did it feel like yeah. you're writing a story as you made yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. So so it's interesting because so I have a creative writing background. And so that obviously helps out a little bit, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have one whenever you do this. For me, it was more important to find a theme that I was interested in. And then within that theme, find something unique that fits in with the mechanics, right? So the idea is that every um, every suit of cards correlates to a different thematic element, right? So in uh, Portal at Hill House, um, the three different, so three of the four suits are um, help you describe the room. And so what that means is that it will give you um, some objects that are in the room, um, the the feel of the room, and then the the look of the room. And so, um, so whenever you flip it over, you'll you'll say, you know, the feel of the room it is um, it is oppressive and dark. Uh, the look of the room is uh, wood paneling, and an object in the room is a circle of candles on the ground, right? And so those are the three elements. Um, I call them aspects. Those are the three aspects that you have whenever you go into the room. Um, and then you describe what you see. Um, and then that fourth suit, uh, these uh, the spades, you actually flip that over, and that is the passage of time that you go from one space to the other. So it's a timer mechanism is all it is. Um, mm-hmm. And so... Through that, I have to set up thematically how it looks, how, how it feels at the beginning of it. So I have to know where I'm going with it. Um, and then all of those room descriptions for me, um, those different aspects, they all have to they all have to be unique enough, but interesting enough to spark some type of imagination that is coming from the player or help guide them in the path of of what is it that you want to do and how do you want to make it uh, kind of your own thing. But to a degree, it is writing a story, right? Because you sit there and you go, okay, what does it look like uh, if, if it's, if it's, we're going up to this mansion, this old decrepit house that's on a, the old decrepit house, hill house, uh, pull up to it. What do I see? 
and so that's the entire um, that's the entire prologue, right? And then oh, what what's going on? Oh, there's a portal. Okay, so what do they do with the portal? Well, they got to try and close the portal. Okay, sweet. Um, how can I close the portal? Well, I got to find some artifacts. Where are the artifacts? They're going to be in rooms. Okay, let's describe that. Let's describe the artifacts. Let's do that. Um, the other interesting bit is because I don't come from um, a traditional RPG background, I actually really hate things like uh, character sheets. And mm-hmm. I hate having to spend 45 minutes before the game, getting ready for the game before I play the game. Um, I'd rather just kind of jump in. Um, and so most of that uh, jump, uh, most of that helps because uh, that's kind of what I want to do anyways. And so because of that, I tend to not put that stuff into my games. Um, occasionally there'll be a little bit of, set up you know in terms of a thematic situation but really for the most part it's like i don't want i don't want to sit around and go okay well i'm gonna have um i'm gonna have five points in dexterity and i'm gonna have two points in strength and my thief skills are going to be out of one because i'm a tank you know i just kind of i i don't like doing that stuff but i know but i have friends who absolutely do love that you know and so they mm-hmm. love writing all that stuff out and creating their the you know writing 750 words as a backstory for this person and i'm just kind of like no i don't don't, actually i don't want to do that (laughs) i want to i want to get in i want to get into the game in and of itself yeah and so with a game like this i mean you could do something like that because uh with Mm -hmm. alone among the stars when i played that Mm -hmm. right you know and that when you're you're flipping a card and it's telling you about what you're finding on the planet you're exploring and the first thing i did before i started the actual game is i wrote down like a paragraph or two about my character's background and that sort of helps set why I was visiting these planets and, and you know what kind of ship I had and whatever. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't necessary, but that that kind of helped me take the game in a direction I liked. Mm-hmm. And that's what I, and that's what I love about RPG stuff, right? Is that you you are mm-hmm. able to do that. You can sit there and go, hey, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna spend a little bit of time beforehand making all my stuff and figuring out who who i'm playing as today and i think that's i think that can that can make or break your experience as well depending on how engaged you want to be in the process yep yep i've been trying to play another game now um delve oh yeah delve Uh uh-huh okay and so in this one this is a crunchy rpg right you make a character i don't think you have stats per se but you there's a lot of different attributes to the character Mm -hmm. and it's a big book. It's like 200 pages, lots of rules. <laughs> <laughs> mostly rules and, and some setting and thing, but mostly rules. And so so here I've been, it's taking me a month now, and I'm trying to make my character. And it, it's a process. You're invested in it. And it's taking me a long time because I really haven't found a character to like yet. And it's it's a lot mm. of effort for, for a game that's going to be a lot of time to play, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's hard it's neat it's fun i'm kind of enjoying that process of making the character and going back and forth and changing my mind and doing whatnot but with with a a quick journaling game and that is also a journaling game it's just not a quick one the 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 simple journaling games once they use a deck of cards yeah with that you just kind of jump in right you just make your and that's yeah exactly and and what anna blackwell did with delve and there's a did you get the three pack like did or did you just get the one the three pack yeah so so whenever i backed the kickstarter it was like delve another delve title and then like a space version of it and i for the life of me i can't remember what the title of that one's called right oh, now. you're thinking of a different game than i am i'm thinking of 
maybe. Are are you talking about Alone Among the Stars? The person that made that? No, that no, a- no. I'm not talking. I'm not talking about Alone. I'm I'm talking about Delve. Yeah, no, Delve. Um, Anna Blackwell, who did Delve, um, she had she put out two more that were part of that same Kickstarter. Okay, that's a different Delve than I'm thinking. The one I'm thinking about is made by a guy. Don't remember his oh, name. Okay, maybe yeah. I got the wrong game name. Oh no, no, who knows? Who knows? So, but but re- regardless, I think the idea is the the basic idea really is just like I I want my stuff to be I want my stuff to be easy entry. Um and so <laughs> so all my stuff is an A6 size zine, right? So that's 4 by 4.1 by 5.8 inches. Um and I've used that format for a while now because I just like it. It's small. It fits in your pocket. I can make something that's somewhere between you know twenty and thirty six pages, and it and it feels good and it looks good. Um, I actually had somebody pop in and say, "Hey, um, I think that's too small. I can't." Um, and and I don't understand why you can't make it larger. And part of it is like, you know, the entire pricing structure of the Kickstarter is I'm going to take this and I'm going to put it in an A6 size envelope and I'm going to mail it to your house using regular mail. And so mm-hmm. um, like a regular, like a good old fashioned stamp. And so if I make it any larger, like in dimensions, not thickness, thickness, I'm fine. But if I make it any larger in dimensions then I have to, I have to recalculate all of my shipping. And I'm like, I don't, I don't <laughs> want to do that, people. Come on, you know, yeah. and it doesn't need to be bigger. Honestly, you stick with what you know and what works. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and it's and it's worked well. It's worked well for what I've done, and I and I appreciate you know, and I, I, I try to be a nice person, right? So I responded back, and I was like, I can appreciate where you're coming from. Um, this is just something that has worked well. Unfortunately, the entire pricing of the entire Kickstarter has has been based off of the fact that I'm sending this four by six inch. Um, zine in the regular mail and i didn't um you know we kickstarted this actually before um the first it was the first half of october um and i have a pretty fast turnaround with most of my zine projects um because all i have to do is hit print um order them and then they show up um but i was actually told i actually told people i'm not going to ship anything out until after um the u.s election because you know, it was it was a, a nightmare um, in terms of the post office, and so I actually like took my time to make sure everything was good and worked out well beforehand. Um, but still, I wasn't going to redo. I was going to redo the entire pricing just to just to accommodate one person. Sorry, sorry, guy. That makes sense. He he could print it out and put it any size he likes. <laughs> <laughs> and three hundred percent. Yeah, there you go. The game I was talking about is not called Delve. It is called Iron Sworn, but there is an expansion for it called Delve. Ah, okay, that, that makes sense. <laughs> I've heard of, I've heard of Iron Sworn. Once again, it's one of those that I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I want to play it. It looks really neat. I like, and it's it's very like I said. There's a lot of rules, but it's also very much journaling type. It's very and it's there's not a lot of characteristics for the character in terms of like. Oh, you got a six strength or whatever. It is more touchy feely, I guess I call it. <laughs> <laughs> I am looking forward to playing it. I don't know when I will. Yeah, fair. Um, mm-hmm. Is there anything else that we specifically want to talk about, Julius? You have anything? You've been quiet. Um, 
Well, I think the reason why is because I haven't really done a lot of these journaling RPGs. So for me, who hasn't really done one of them, what do you think would be the best inroads for trying journaling RPG? What do you think is the best tips for having a successful enjoyment of a journaling RPG? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, <laughs> there, I'm, I'm actually looking it all up on my on my computer because there are a couple of fun ones. Maybe, maybe I can find one quickly enough. Um, journaling RPGs are really because there are uh, there are a few of them out here out there now. What I would do is I would seriously um, just like find. Like and obviously, I can give you I can give you suggestions, right? But just like find ones that thematically um, interest you, you know. So it's like if you're not into cosmic horror, then don't get Portal at Hill House. If um, there's there's one that is, um, oh my gosh, I can't remember the name of I can't remember the name of the designer, but it's uh, Once Upon a Time, and it's the herb t-h-y-m-e right it's the herb time and it's mm-hmm. about being um it's oh so so okay i'm taking a step back here so a lot of solo journaling games came about because of this idea of cozy games and with cozy games you want something that just kind of makes you feel good, makes you feel warm. Um, you have your your hot chocolate or your coffee or your hot tea by the fireplace and you're just and on a cold day with a blanket and a book and you're whatever, whatever coziness looks like to you. I just described mine. Um, but whatever coziness looks like to you, that's where a lot of these solo journaling games um, have, that's where there, a lot of them showed up in the last year have been from kind of this, this, this cozy type of design interest and i found one um i found one through um so itch.io does these these game jams to where people can design games and the idea is you give kind of like this thematic topic of some sorts and then people design a game around that and so one of them was actually the cozy game jam and uh there was one game that came out that I got, I'm not kidding, a week before we hit quarantine. Um, and so this was very, very uh, properly timed at this point. But it was called Once Upon a Time. And you are in, you are in Herb Witch and you're going to the market and you're getting herbs and stuff that you need so that you can go home and and cook some stuff or tend to your garden. And that's literally it. And it was just one of like the most endearing things that I had ever played. It was just really, it was really sweet. It was, there was a fun light experience. And that's what started me down the path was oh this is fun it's and it took it took as long as i wanted it to and that's that was the beauty of it um because some people um some people think well you know um you're this this solo rpg could take multiple hours um what i loved about it and julius this kind of hits to your point one one of your one of your points was um in the rules it actually says you can take as much time as you want and so the idea is that you can go through the entire deck or you can take as much time as you want. If you want to just play for 30 minutes and stop, then you could go there. And so the reason why I think it the reason why I think that hits your 
your question more than anything else is because people don't know what they're getting into whenever they go into role-playing games a lot of times, and especially solo role-playing games where it really relies on you as the person to do it. Um, Really what we're finding is that we want players to be able to engage and interact with, with the RPG in the way that feels the most comfortable to them. So even though we say solo journaling, that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have a paper and pen journal and write things out. Um, that might sound great and that might feel wonderful and that might be how you engage with the with the game. But if you can't write or if it takes longer for you to write or because the process of writing down your ideas as opposed to typing them out can be a little more laborious um, for some people, I mean, you can do it however you want to. And so one of the games that has been a really big hit recently is a thousand year old vampire. Um, Mm -hmm. by tim hutchins and it is a really unique game in the sense that i mean it's 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 more robust right it's a it's a longer more robust game but thousand year old vampire um puts you in the position of this vampire that only has and i think this is a, a such a fantastically intriguing mechanic you only have so much memory because you live for so long and so memories start to fall out of your head so you have mm-hmm. you so you have these memories that you that that you have keep track of and within these memories you have these scenes that you build and you create and the memory is like your mom right and so whenever you build a new memory which is forced through how you play this game whenever you build a new memory you have to figure out which one of my old memories am i going to get rid of and there's this moment where you have to sit there and go do i get rid of mom or do i get rid of something else my my first love i mean it's just whatever it is that you want it to be and so games like that i find really interesting because it's so laborious in the sense of what you're actually doing because you are writing a lot. I found some people that have done wonderful things on like the notes app on their phone and on, and through Google docs that they're typing out things. So they're like dropping in pictures of stuff here and there that they just find on Google. And I find it really intriguing the way that people are interacting with RPGs. And so um, that's been, that's been the, probably the most exciting part is that so many people are now able to do different things in the way that they interact with stuff that it's just, it's far more intriguing now because it's not just a, well, I'm going to get my character sheet and my couple of D tens and I'm just going to see what I can do. Um, There's just so, there's so much more now. And I I love, I love that. So, so it's a long answer to your question, um, but really truthfully, it is find something thematically that interests you and then just tinker with it and then just see if it's, if it's fun. Um, And if not, no problem, you know, Um, but if it is something that you find interesting, then maybe you start branching out into other topics, other ideas, other whatever. Um, and the hard part is that there is no hub for any of this stuff, right? You know, there's not solo journaling RPGs.com or anything. Um, you just got to find, you just got to, you just got to find people who are doing cool things and just making it happen. Maybe someone has to make a podcast for it. Oh my gosh. It's not me though. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. There are so many there. Did you know there's a game like thousand year old vampire called tales from the gods? It is no. based on those. Same mechanics. It's available in Drive Through RPG. Uh, it's, it's currently in beta, 
for early mm-hmm. access. So I think it's free or pay what you want. It's exactly mechanically like a uh, thousand year old vampire. And it says, you know, it's inspired by it. Yeah. So if the theme of vampire doesn't interest you, interest you and you want to be a, a God from a adored by your small village of followers, so it says, <laughs> then check this out. <laughs> and that's been, and that's been some of the interesting things about, about kind of being a part of the RPG design world is that um, everything just kind of, you know, riffs off of itself, you know, in different, in different games anyways. And so it's just, it's always really strange to be like, Hey, this is all of this is taken from thousand year old vampire, but instead I'm going to make it about pirates. (laughs) You just kind of go, okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Make, if it's something, you know, it's something you want to try out, do it because you want to play it. Right. That's, that's what happens a lot of times. Yeah. I'm excited by all these games. I think they're really neat. I, I wish there was an easier way to find them. Then again, it is super fun to just stumble across a game you hadn't heard about before, like in some random place. It's, oh wow, this is this is awesome. This this is a game I know about now. Yeah, like a random game yeah. on Kickstarter. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> well, and then the fun thing though is that for the most part, because they're all just PDFs, um, you get them cheap. You know, I mean, it's yeah, you and there there is a lot of discussion in the um, RPG design community about how you actually need to price your games as they should be priced not just like hey i'm gonna make it free or a dollar um because that's what most people do they're like oh i just put this thing out i'm just gonna toss it on on itch and it's just gonna cost a dollar and then you sell five of them and you know itch takes however much off of that and there you go instead it's like oh well you could sell five or you could for a dollar or you could sell five for five dollars and you know, if if you're doing this for a living, or if you're doing this for, you know, um, supplementary income, then do it that way. You know, I'm I'm fortunate that I don't have to, um, but still, you know, it's like I want to. If I'm going to put my my time and effort and multiple hours and days and weeks putting this together, then you know, it'd be nice to get some compensation for it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a tricky question, right? Because where where what is the right price? You don't want it too high because then nobody mm-hmm. wants it. But you don't want it so low that people don't value it either, and mm-hmm. it gets tricky. Um, those solo, oh, but I think that about wraps it up for today. Already? Okay. Well, I mean, you are forty-two <laughs> minutes in. I brought the show down to to a half hour, precisely. Every episode so far, we haven't. It's got to be someone's job to be able to say, "Albert, <laughs> stop talking." Some <laughs> like twenty minutes, but many of them are running forty. <laughs> sure. Which is so better than the two hours we used to do. <laughs> so much better. All right, then I guess we're done. Travis, thank you for for coming on and chatting with us. It, it's been fun to to have you here and say hi again. Oh yeah, most definitely. I appreciate both of y'all and and thanks for thanks for having me on to let me ramble incessantly about things. It was certainly nice. our pleasure to have you. Thank you very much, Travis, for coming out, and thank you everyone for listening. Have a good night, everybody. Goodbye. Good night.